Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. You can give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. It is Thursday, April 4th, 2019, and yesterday was a really, really good day for Indiana because they got some fantastic news. Tom Allen and his football team will have their starting quarterback, and it's going to be a new one. Utah transfer Jack Tuttle was granted immediate eligibility by the NCAA yesterday. And this is huge news because when you look at the landscape of football, the most important position on the field is obviously your quarterback. And Indiana's had some good ones, but they have not had one with the talent that Jack Tuttle has. Tuttle was a nationally recruited quarterback. If you look at his offer list, he had offers from schools all over the country. The quarterback out of California did. And for Tom Allen in Indiana to get a talent like this is huge. It's absolutely enormous. And now they're going to have four years of Jack Tuttle. And I cannot see Tuttle not starting immediately because he's just a fantastic player, an Elite 11 guy, which if you don't know about the Elite 11, it is the best quarterbacks in the country as a, as a high school prospect. You get to go out to a camp, you get to show off your wares. It's nationally televised as well, uh, typically either th on uh, ESPN. And Tuttle showed out in that event, and obviously he blew up, although, yes, you know, Utah's not a huge, huge school. It's still a Power 5 conference school, and it's just absolutely enormous. Uh, so I think this is really big for the program because they're going to get a very high-quality, high-caliber player on the field immediately in tunnel. So really, really big for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers. I think Tuttle is... Now going to be very comfortable. He's obviously been on campus for a few months. Uh, but what I do find a little weird, however, is the fact that the NCAA is all over the place with their decisions. Obviously, Tuttle made his transfer decision months ago, and he's already been on campus in Bloomington. But you're looking at a couple examples, one of them in the conference, one of them transferred out of the conference. You're looking at Justin Fields and Tate Martell. Justin Fields for Ohio State, has known for almost two months now. And they transferred right around the same time. And then Martell got his news about three weeks ago that he would be eligible for Miami. So the NCAA is kind of weird with their timing of the transfer rules. I know that uh, over there at Rutgers and Chris Ash, they're waiting on at least three decisions for players who transferred and I think that the NCAA can do better obviously the transfer portal is new and they're going to have to work out some kinks I think that teams as well are trying to figure out how it's going to work going forward because obviously it is extremely new just like the new signing period so college football is changing I think that this changes for the better I believe that the NCAA and I've said this multiple times before, the NCAA should allow the young men 
to transfer at least once without a penalty. And I like the fact to see that you know guys like Tuttle and Fields and Martell have been granted immediate eligibility without the grad transfer umbrella behind their name. Because sometimes, look, an 18-year-old, I mean, think about when you were 18. Did you really, really know what you wanted to do, where you wanted to go to school? You, you make decisions not necessarily with your best interest, uh, kind of doing it as you believe it is right, but obviously not always right because you see a lot of guys transfer. So I think the NCAA did a really good job here with Tuttle, but I would like to see them have the process speed up a little bit, plus it gives the opportunity for schools to kind of know what they have going into the season and therefore can plan it better with their depth chart, especially now during spring practice where they can get guys to move around positions, etc. So big time for Tom Allen. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit better out of the NCAA. Scott Frost yesterday picked up his second commitment for the 2020 class, and this one's a big one. Wide receiver Xavier Betts. He's a national top 100 prospect. He is the number one player in the state. And this is big for Frost because you always want to lock up the top player in the state. And with Frost getting bets, he's realizing that, look, yeah, we didn't have the greatest season last year, but they've got a lot of momentum going on. Obviously, the first seven games didn't go the way that Scott Frost thought they would. Uh, Could have won a few games here and there, ended up not really winning any of them and kind of turning the corner in the second half of the season. And that's where the momentum's going. So really big for Frost. He obviously beat a few Big Ten schools for Betts' commitment because this is Big Ten country. Nebraska's right there. Uh, Betts also had offers from Minnesota, who the experts, the recruiting experts believed was his second choice. Iowa as well, along with other schools who had offers from Betts. So big commitment there for Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how everything progresses this coming year because I think they're in tune for a big jump. I wouldn't say that they are conference champion contenders or even national title contenders, but you know, Martinez, the quarterback, is going to be in his second year. Obviously, he got a good amount of playing time last year. A little injury, but huge for Scott Frost to kind of get that ball rolling and really big for them in the class. Uh, yesterday, ESPN and Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper released their two-round mock, an updated two-round mock. And kind of the reason why I tell you guys about these is because this is what gets the players into the conference. The NFL, every high school football player who's recruited at the D1 level has aspirations of playing at the next level. And when you see mock drafts with Big Ten names and Big Ten schools, it's more likely that these players will see that and go there. That's why the SEC has so many recruits going to their programs because those players are constantly called in the NFL. And it doesn't necessarily matter if you're going to Alabama, LSU, Florida. 
they're getting players like GJ, DK Metcalf out of Old Miss. It they're all over the place. It's not just the big schools. It's all throughout the conference, and to see guys getting picked in the conference from different schools is really big for obviously the Big Ten. So we'll go over where McShay believes everyone will land in the first two rounds very quickly. He's got Nick Bosa going number two to San Francisco. Kuiper agrees with that one. Also agrees with Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, the former Ohio State quarterback, going to the Giants at six. Kuiper's on that one as well. McShay's got TJ Hawkinson, the fantastic tight end from Iowa, going number eight to Detroit. Kuiper has Hawkinson going 10 a few spots after to Denver. McShay's got Rashawn Gary, 9 to Buffalo, whereas Kuiper's got Rashawn going 13th to Miami. A pretty solid spot for the defensive lineman from Michigan. And his linebacker counterpart, Devin Bush, McShay's got him going 11 to Cincinnati. Uh, Kuiper's not as high on him. He's got uh, Devin going 20 to Pittsburgh. And then you're looking at rounding out the first round for McShay in the Big Ten flavor. You got Noah Fant going 30th to Green Bay. Kuiper's got a couple other guys in there. Actually, just one guy uh, that's going to get drafted as well. And he's got Terry McLaurin the Ohio State wide receiver, going 26 to Indiana. Also has Fant going to Green Bay at 30. But interesting to see McLaurin. Uh, there is talk about McLaurin, obviously, going to Indiana. And I think it's not just because of what McLaurin did in college. It's because of what McLaurin represents. And McLaurin is an Indiana native. And I think that that appeals to a lot of Colts fans. And I think that that's one of the reasons why. But don't get me wrong. Terry McLaurin is very, very talented. But I just, uh, you know, when when you see an outlier like this, because McShay doesn't even have McLaurin getting drafted in the second round, it, it, it brings up some red flags. Kuiper must know something that none of us and none of the rest of us have seen or known. So uh, that's going to be the first round take a look at what the second round holds for the conference. Uh, Todd McShay has Maryland's Darnell Savage, the safety, going 44 overall to Green Bay. He's got Paris Campbell, the Ohio State wide receiver, going 46 to Washington. Justin Lane, Michigan State's corner, 47 to Carolina. Miles Sanders, the running back for Penn State, 53 overall to Philadelphia. A little interesting there after they uh, just had traded for Jordan Howard. He's got cornerback, Michigan's cornerback David Long, overall 61, going to Kansas City. And then rounding out the second round, 63 overall, Chase Winovich, the outstanding Michigan defensive lineman, to Kansas City. And then over to Kuiper's second round, he's got Justin Lane at 43 going to Detroit, Paris Campbell going to Washington at pick number 46. Draymond Jones enters the picture here at 51 overall, the Ohio State defensive lineman going to Tennessee. And then, uh, I missed it, I'm sorry, uh, Todd McShay has Jones going 58 overall to Dallas. So, a uh, nice little Big Ten flavor. Obviously, you'd like to see a few more names in there, but uh, a good job by some of these conference schools uh the weird part is 
I guess it's not the weird part. Uh, what I talked about earlier was the fact that you've got just a few schools getting their names called. Uh, Maryland is kind of the outlier here. You're looking at a lot of Ohio State. Obviously, the fantastic two tight ends from Iowa and Michigan as well. So you'd like to see the conference represented a little bit more than what it is. Uh, you've got just, obviously, Savage and Sanders out of the three-team group of Iowa, Michigan, and Ohio State. So you'd like to see a little bit more from the conference, but I think they're trending a little bit more in the upcoming seasons for that. And then one note on the hardwood yesterday as Indiana freshman Jake Forrester has entered the transfer portal. He is the second player along with Clifton Moore to enter the portal after the season ended. Not the way that they wanted. Obviously, the Hoosiers and Archie Miller were a bubble team. Uh, the first-round loss to Ohio State in the conference tournament pretty much knocked them out of the running for an NCAA bid ended up as a number one overall team in the NIT. Uh, won a couple games there, but obviously didn't win the NIT championship, the not invited tournament championship. So, yeah, it is what it is, but I will keep a track on what Forrester ends up doing. Uh, I think it's a little bit alarming that Miller's going to lose some of his freshman class. Obviously, Jordan Morgan is potentially leaving the program, although to the NBA, but still to have multiple players transfer, especially with small rosters in basketball, that's never a good sign. And that's going to do it for me this morning on the Big Ten Morning Minutes. It was a little bit longer one, but I appreciate you hanging along with me. Give me a follow on the Twitter machines at MFC2123. Give the show page, the website, also a follow on Twitter at Two Cents Pods. Like us on Facebook, Two Cents Pods. Have a great Thursday, Big Ten fans.